And oh fuck, <laughs> we're good, we're good. Yeah, we're All right, good. and welcome to the podcast. The podcast, the podcast, oh, everyone. Oh, champions. I'm your host, Marius, <laughs> and this is my co-host, Darius. What was Dar- your name? <laughs> Darius. Darius. We're all the smooth. Actually, I'm not smooth. You're smooth. No, I'm, you're raspy. I'm raspy. I'm smooth. Welcome to the show. And. With Marius and Darius, <laughs> we have Clitoris. Clitoris? Clitoris. Clitoris. Dude, your voice is annoying, bro. I know. Jesus. You're going to have to get rid of that. Nope. Oh, God. It's going to be around the <laughs> whole off. time. You're definitely off the podcast. Nope. You got to talk like this. We're radio talk show <laughs> hosts. You got to talk like this. I can talk like this. No, don't talk like that either, man. <laughs> oh, my name is Clitoris, and... <laughs> I just talk like a clitoris. We can just do it for hours. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of clitor eye are you running into that talk like that? I don't know. And have that face on. Ooh, my name is Clitoris. Okay, you just still don't. Just you it's take Clitoris, okay? Clitoris! <laughs> All right. That was a rough start. What the start. hell are we doing? Super rough. Anyhow, <laughs> things get a little weird. Um, what up, y'all? Welcome to the actual podcast. They're always welcome to the podcast. We welcome them, but they're always welcome. That's true. Um, yeah, the Maxwell's wide open. You guys can come in here whatever you want. We don't even lock the door. This is true. Except you lock the door, but I don't. Damn it. Because I know I When you lock the door and I'm fucking like hanging out, I gotta like go around and climb up the balcony and shit. Fucking <laughs> like, piss me off. Dylan's like, like a straight. You're like a criminal, dude. You have yeah, to sneak in. People always like people will see me do it too. It's the like, same guy. Should too. I call like? It's like Should I call the cops. <laughs> a guy's sneaking into apartment eleven again. Yeah, What's yeah. going on? It's a handsome guy. Let's just <laughs> let him do it. Let him do it. I don't know. That's strange. You're the confusing our neighbors. White middle like younger people can get away with. Well, you have, a, dude. you have a white beard. young dude. That, that is some white privilege shit for real. Big yeah. beard going though right now. That's so they might true. think I you're a in mid thirties. Yeah. True. Yeah, but those eyes. Speaking of beards, so. Are we all hanging in right now in this November? I have to. I'm make, hanging in the hardest. I have a confession to make. Confess. I had those uh, the, the upper lip hairs from the mustache, like hanging over onto my upper lip, <laughs> like three or four Do millimeters them? down, and I just had to clip them because I was eating my hair, and I, I just couldn't do it. But my face basically looks the Fair. same. But I just I was like, if I'm gonna stick through this, I can't have the hair be this in actually, my like, mouth. I'm actually a little bit confused. When you're doing No Shave November, is it actually against the rules to shave at all, like trim anything up? Well, or is it just record, against the rules to like go clean shaven? For the record, when I addressed this, from the beginning, I said I was not doing No Shave November. I was doing Tasteful Beard November. <laughs> and I have definitely shaved the neck and some of this like upper face scruff. I don't want it growing in my... I have the weirdest facial hair. It grows like up into my eyebrow. It grows, your it's eyebrow just, like, just goes straight down into your. Yeah, I have hair. to. I have to keep it in check. So, yeah, definitely. Well, but I have stuck to the commitment of tasteful beard November. You definitely got. In fact, beard. I've got some. You got even got some beard going right now. I uh, yeah, I haven't really. I've only shaved that once. So, dude, I did two snips, one on each side with the scissors, and I also found two white hairs. In my uh, mustache, my mustache, and I plucked them. Yeah, well, you're Damn, old now. I know. How I think they've been there my whole life. I just didn't know because they never get Your whole life? Out. Yeah. Born, born with white hairs coming yeah. out of your mustache? 
Well, I'm not graying right now. I'm pretty sure there's just no pigment in them. They weren't really gray. There was just nothing there. So you're saying you're like 0.02% albino. Yes, exactly. Maybe less. 0.0012. My beard's coming in (laughs) a little bit too ginge for my taste. It's pretty gin. It doesn't really match my face that well. My hair is dark on top. My you don't look bad, though. You don't look bad. I, I think I, I prefer to trim this thing up. I'm sure you do. I I was going by the you don't even touch your hair rule. But I think after this podcast, actually, <laughs> I'm going to switch from no shave, whatever those rules are, to tasteful beard November. because. Well, yours is going to be a goatee, no matter what. <laughs> this is true. It does tasteful, not grow in. Tasteful goatee. Evil goatee. Tasteful evil goatee. Yeah. November. <laughs> a little long winded, but I've not any other shirt besides those two snips and those two plucks. I just gotta so it's it just good. it doesn't go grow that well, man. It's not We flattering. gotta do some pictures. This, we gotta give some pictures. You'll see it. You'll see it in the uh the merch Background. video a little bit too, because well, we've just filmed a little bit so that true. we had some uh some facial ground on some scruff. But now on a more serious note. There are some things we need to oh, talk yes. about. There's some heated <laughs> debates going on in the uh, world of parkour, and they're not the first time we. It's not the first time we've heard some of this stuff, but this is a reoccurring theme for sure. It's a reoccurring theme, so I want to delve or delve deep into it delve and put it to bed. Dive LL. Put at least some of it to put bed it to for sleep. me. I'm sure it's going to go on without tranquilize me. it a bit. I'm sure no one really gives a fuck what we have to say about it, but. <laughs> Here are my thoughts. And first of all, here's like the issue. Um, I'm going to start with uh, a request that uh, Lucas DeMovio sent to me privately just because it was a little more um, detailed. So I wanted to get some more of the facts from him, from him on it. Basically, the first issue is that he was, he'd been training with some people in Spain. And uh, the way that they interpret Americans' training is it's not even parkour. They can fuck off. <laughs> um and they say that one of like our problem is as a as a as a whatever a nation culture a nation a culture uh, as a whole nation our community Cold as nation. the united states um is that we have too many single techniques lack of transitions we do tricks and single jumps and they are not by themselves parkour and we don't do enough lines or we, we don't do enough improv or whatever it is. I'm not sure exactly. Um, it was hard to get some of it out because it was translated. But here's like the description that I got for uh, for one of their videos. This is like one of the videos of the groups that was calling us out. Not us particularly, but Americans. The problem, and this is roughly translated, the problem is each practitioner and not being able to distinguish what is done at all times. Transmitting the same disregard for anyone who claims, who comes close. Doesn't really make sense. And hurting both the community and discipline. Anyhow, what do you guys say to that, first of all? Well, I don't know what that sentence means. That <laughs> sentence makes no sense None because... of the sense. Did you use Google Translate? Or I did use Google Translate. You used Bing, bro. I didn't use Bing, bro. <laughs> I did not fucking use Bing. I took the description of the video, I put it in Google Translate, and it got it gave me this bullshit. Doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. But you get the idea. They're saying that American style of training is horseshit. It's like, it's just who gives a fuck. And you get to a point where you just don't even care. Like, I don't even want to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. But why? Can't we just jump on some shit? Well, who cares? Like, 
people are going to train however they're going to train everywhere. You know, there's going to be people who don't, like, fit, like, that idea of what they want or how they want us to mm-hmm. train, you know? But there's going to be those people that, that do and exceed their, like, expectations. You know, there's not, there's no reason to have, like, a competition between the countries. This isn't the fucking Olympics. Yeah. You know, we're just going Do you out, think it's damaging everything. to the community? Do you think there's any truth to it? <clears throat> to have... Well, or do you think it's like, do whatever the fuck you want, stop bitching about it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't like it, like, don't support it. But if you do like it, support it. And no, there's like only so much you have control over, you know? And obviously, I think that if you want to follow the people who inspire you <clears throat> and you, like, believe in their training styles, like, that's really important. But, like, you can't just be like, fuck America because... Well, I mean, do I don't know what they. they I'm, not, I'm like, not trying to put words in their mouth. No, no. They might sure. have been, you know, they've asked this, and this is just their opinion, like whatever. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah, not necessarily coming with like malicious, like tone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's just like they. It's kind of whack to, and it, like you said, you don't know if they are, but to just generalize everything. I because agree. like, well, you just throw Dylan in the mix, and he could school all of them. It's the in like certain just... aspects of training, you know. And it can, you could just it overlaps anywhere you go. You know, there's some people who are good at some things, and some who are better at others. Wherever you are, the thing is, it's such a huge generalization. It's like the U.S. is huge. Yeah, that is like the most ridiculous generalization because we have all these different cultures within the U.S. I mean, obviously, there's like you know a lot of similarities, but I mean, if you go to Colorado and then you go to fucking Kansas, you're going to have an entirely different experience, yeah. um, both in terms of parkour, obviously, mm-hmm. and in terms of just how the people behave and act and the way that they think. It's Even they generalized. It's like us saying, you know, all Europeans are something, right? Yeah. It's like there's they different still have fucking their languages going on. And like, they still got yeah. scrubs in Europe. Absolutely. And even, dude, even within Colorado, you see a difference, you know, or like particular oh, yeah. of people that train. Even within, see. like, there's niche communities within every community, yeah. too, you know? Like, for sure. I think that's true. I mean, it's like very wild dynamic because I don't feel connected to any, like, not any, excuse me. I don't feel connected to most, like, communities in the United States. I don't feel like I practice with an American flag, like, over my head. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't identify as, like, I'm an American parkour practitioner. Yeah. I just think of myself as doing parkour. Yeah. Um, and I don't really give a shit, so I don't really feel insulted by it. Right. But, it's kind of like funny to, to be like, these Americans are like this. And it's like, maybe, I mean, some of us are, but maybe you should just <laughs> That's why it's pay just more annoying. attention to the other the people as well. The topic of it all is just like bothersome. It's like, why are we even bringing this up still? Well, I thought we were over <laughs> you know, like, I thought, yeah. I re- no, I remember this, like, yeah, this yeah. argument coming up in, you know, different Very conversations strange. just or on Facebook, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. And people were just, like, saying, like, shitting on Americans and just saying, like, oh, like, this training style is shit, and, like, you guys don't, like, value technique, and <laughs> you guys do, like, you don't even do parkour, and I thought that it was gone, like, it just resurfaced recently, and, like, at a time when I feel like there's a lot of fucking legit American parkour practitioners yeah. that, like, are really, I don't know, like, really <laughs> fucking good, like, that are doing things that other people around the world haven't even done yet, so, like, it... It kind of pisses me off that there's <laughs> even this conversation going on. Like, I, yeah. I definitely see, like, we're a younger community. Yeah. As, in general, 
we haven't even we, we didn't even come across parkour until later like yeah as you can see like a lot of the people that are the best like at the top of their game in in america are you know around the like six seven eight year mark mm-hmm. right um and in europe there's like people like the people that are at the top of their game are kind of more like 10, 10 you know 12, maybe like, 12 years yeah um so even, like, even we weren't even really too, exposed yeah. to it until you know somewhat recently and um, so in, in, in that respect, it's, it's hard to like, I don't know. Yeah. We're a younger community. Yeah. I, mean, I think like, that's really younger, point. potentially a little less mature, but as a whole, like, yeah, but yeah, I think it's just ridiculous to call us all out as one, one cohesive unit that, you know, is one way and, and that there's not any elite level athletes that are doing the same kinds of things that you'd want to see like anywhere else. Um, so, on going on with that, there was like another little thing I wanted to address, which was the uh, there was like another post that was like just recently happened as well. Like Max Henry was quoted as uh, saying, "Trying to get good at parkour in the United States is like a ham." I'm paraphrasing, but trying to get good at parkour in the United States is a handicap, meaning that it's harder to get good here because we have what was it less good spots, less good practitioners training. At, at a high level, and it was like a third element to it. Um, the other element was like kind of legality, so it's just harder. Like you can get kicked out of more spots here, apparently. Which actually, I've heard that fucking some spots in London and like Cambridge yeah. and stuff, it you people are getting kicked off like all the time, and like they're <laughs> they're like out on the <laughs> prowl. For I definitely don't feel like legality is like an issue. I don't think that's. I've been doing some day missions. I've been like, yeah, <laughs> almost over like over the line cocky about getting up on buildings in the middle of the day. Yeah, I haven't had anyone even like look at me twice hardly. Right. So I think I've been really I lucky with that. But that at the same the time, list. maybe somewhere else in the United States. Yeah, but... I'm sure there's parts of the United States that suck, just like there's parts of probably London and Cambridge or whatever these other places are that are gonna suck. But luckily for us, like it's almost an advantage in the United States because it's a younger community. Less people know what it is. And when people are ignorant, they tend to let you do more. Right. Whereas, like, I bet, like, some of these spots in London or whatever, there's so many practitioners there that they finally have, like, enough complaints going on that there's no parkour signs and, like, no exercising, no groups of any size or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's so. what I heard from, like, Sam and somebody else. A Satchel and Sam, I think, went to uh, Cambridge. And they were trying to train around Cambridge, and they were getting kicked out of, like, every single spot. They would even, like, they said they, like, would walk up and just, like, hang out. They weren't even doing parkour yet, and people would just, like, come up to them and be like, you guys trying to do parkour here or something? <laughs> like, they were, like, that strict about it. So, yeah. in that sense, I think that that one can be knocked off the list. I mean, I right. think anywhere you go, there's going to be people, anyone who owns property is probably likely to not want you on their property, like, f- like jumping, jumping around on your stuff, just because they don't understand it. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, okay, so yeah, the other two points. More, do we have more better practitioners in Europe? Like, is that a legitimate um, complaint? Is like, there's not enough good people to train with in the United States. Personally, I think that fact might be true. There's probably a higher, like, per capita, you can find more, like, elite level or, like, very advanced or really well-rounded beast practitioners in, in Europe, maybe. But I don't think it's a legit complaint necessarily to to be like, that's why I'm not this or that. Right. It's just like, fucking, if you need, like, to be around people to get better, like, 
Well, I don't know. That's le somewhat legitimate because it does help you get better faster for sure. But I don't think it's going to slow you down if you really want it. You can just like, there's the internet's out there. You can be exposed to like all the best content right now. Anytime anyone, any, anywhere in the world is doing something really ridiculous or innovative, they're usually putting it online and you get to see it. And there's, I think that's almost enough Yeah. in and of itself is like, when you know it's possible, then it's up to you to like take that and be creative and push yourself and take it further. But you're getting in your own head, I think, if you're relying on training with just these like people that are ridiculously good or whatever. Well, that's how I've always seen it. I mean, ever since I started, like I, I didn't even have, I didn't even know there was a community <laughs> around. Like, yeah. I literally just started by seeing a video and like the first six months to a year or so, I didn't even train with anybody else. So, like, to me, I always felt like the community was, you know, largely connected by this online presence and YouTube. And mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, like, it doesn't even matter that you're not training with somebody. Like, if you're taking, like, inspiration from other videos and stuff, you're basically, if you're not able to do that, you're not, <laughs> like, you're not doing it right. You, you can take inspiration and you can learn stuff from, you know, other people, watching people online just as well as, um, in person. Obviously, I think it's better to have a community and people that you train with, um, but it's not to say that you can't get just as good by watching videos and, you know, working on your own stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. I'm, like, thinking about it a little bit more closely now, and I do feel like there is some legitimacy to the claim in that just, like, every time I'm surrounded by lots of really beast people, namely at, like, these events like competitions I've competed in and whatever jams. it is. Jams. I don't really like jams because well, those are one I never really like people. was around during like the jam culture like peak. So now when jams happen, I'm like running them or whatever and there's just so many people there <laughs> that I'm just like, uh, I just want to like fucking go training like a group of four. Right. <laughs> but, um, but just the idea that like, it, when you do get exposed to talent in person, I think it might have more of an effect sometimes. Yeah. And, but you know, at the same time, like there's people that all, most of those guys, at least a lot are often enough training, you know, just but, on their own or they're, they're having to pioneer it themselves. So the only thing I can say about that though, is like, clearly you didn't need to meet those people to be good yeah. because you showed up and beat all of them. <laughs> so, not, like, not to be oh yeah yeah I like, mean, well, up about it, but it's just like, <laughs> sure, like yeah, it's great to train with other people, and it's gonna make you better to train around like people that are pushing you. But clearly, it's not like totally necessary because like yeah, yeah. so many people that do no, well and I think it's easier in hindsight to realize that. That's all I'm saying. Right. Three years ago, when I was like first taking, or two years ago maybe, whenever it was, and I first did like a first parkour competition, I did Seattle Summit. I remember that was like one of the first times I'd like had my mind like a little bit blown when I saw Yolan LaRue, who's been practicing for again like Yeah, he blew my mind years. the first time I ever saw him in person. I was like, whoa. He just moved this with a confidence ridiculous. that I hadn't seen before right. because he'd been training for so long. And and like now in hindsight, again, I'm like thinking about like some of these things that have helped me like push myself further. Um, but I think it's just that hindsight is like also gives you the, uh, the realization that if you actually believe in it from the get-go and you believe in yourself or whatever it is and you make it happen, you don't need those people. Like, I didn't need them back then. Right. It was like a nice crutch. is like a booster seat for me to, like, see over the top of this fence. But 
um, uh, I guess my advice would be just like don't you're limiting yourself in your own mind by approaching it that way. If you're like becoming reliant, there's literally no limit or rules to what you can do. And you can get ridiculously good on your own just by doing it, whatever it is that you're interested in doing. You know, doing it the right way, thinking about how you want to go about it and executing. But um, for me, it was like easier to see where I wanted to go when I saw people who were really tra training at a high level that I wanted to train like or whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know. One of the things that I brought up in, in that conversation, in that status, mm -hmm. um, is it's kind of the idea that, like, convenience will make you better. Like, oh, it's just so convenient. Like, you can just travel around Europe, and there's just yeah. always people that want to train, and there's always good spots with brick, grippy brick walls, and people don't kick you out. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just so easy, man. <laughs> and it's like, well, does that make you better? Or does, like, something that's, does it... Having a like more difficult atmosphere to train in, does yeah. that make you better? Because for me, that's what I've noticed is just like there's constantly like metal covered brick walls and like yeah. crappy surfaces that you wouldn't find in, in your Europe and I just had to adapt to use those. And you know, you know, shitty weather and <laughs> fucking not people to train with and having to push myself without external motivators. You know, yeah. being able to train on your own is super important and makes you a stronger athlete. If you're relying on people that are better than you to like make you better then you're that's a crutch and you're just never going to be as good as you're you never be. Yeah, you're just exactly. going to be as good as you're only a little bit worse as, than that person or whatever or and as not good that as that's, like whoever you're surrounded by you know it's yeah like in that condition not that it has to be a comparison to somebody else yeah. but if you constantly rely on their external motivation then you're you're limiting yourself for sure when i think all these elite level people regardless europe united states they don't get there because it was convenient or easy. They get right. there because they fucking worked hard at it. Yeah. You know, like regardless of how talented you are initially or how much like genetic gifts you have, anyone who's going to be at the top of their game worked really hard to get there as well. And there's no, well, some of the best no people easy were shortcuts. isolated. I think yeah. like, if you think about like Phil Doyle, like he used to just train like in Cambridge alone, yeah. like a lot. And we've got like Danny Labaca was in, pretty small town i mean yeah. he didn't have a whole lot of people to train with and he just like excelled on his own and obviously trained with some people but um joe hugard comes to mind like yeah he's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere as far as i know i mean <laughs> yeah it's like spots for sure but no, those people kind of stick out and like they they're clearly they have the ability to train on their own and make progress regardless of what anybody else well and it's interesting because i think sometimes the isolation is freeing like yeah, you can get boosted up by all these people, but you can also get dragged down by like everyone's preconceptions of what's possible. You know, if you're surrounded in a community where everyone kind of just like, eh, yeah, you can't do this, you can't jump that far, or like no one's ever jumped as far as Phil Doyle, no one ever will again. You know what I mean? Right. They like they put like there's a lot of people that just they let they they limit themselves with their ideas and their thoughts about like the way things are and the way they've gone down the way they should be, and just I see so many people in the gym that are like super talented, but, um, you know, they just kind of like already accept that they're not going to be this good. Maybe they don't want it and that's whatever. But, you know, they kind of just have this idea of like, well, you know, if that person jumped to this, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. And it's like, well, then you won't. It, yeah. yeah, you won't, you won't. If you, that's the way how you approach it. But like being isolated and not having any of these outside influences and having less 
inhibiting factors and less people telling you, you know, not overtly, but less people just around thinking that that's too difficult or that's crazy or dangerous can also just be liberating in the idea of you can really approach it from a more neutral standpoint, I think. Yeah. Well, also training in a group can, it can be helpful in that like people can build on each other's inspiration. Yeah. But a lot of times what I see happening is, is not like this dynamic where like one person has this unique style and they like add something to the group and they all work on some challenge and then dynamically move to something else and like work on that. What it seems like is people will have this kind of mob mentality of like a group of people will start to train very similarly and you'll notice it just like in videos or just training with people in person that you'll have like an entire community that moves like almost the same. Um, And I'm not saying that that happens all the time, but Personally, I've seen like a lot of stuff come out of Europe that yeah. is very like very powerful, very like really good parkour. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's honestly generic. Yeah. Like you'll see a lot of like the same spots, like the fucking blue walls. Like I see those IMAX. all the time and all yeah. the same moves being done on those like same walls. And it's just <laughs> like, sure, there's some innovations happening, but for the most part, there's a, there's a large group of people that tend to move the same way. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen in America as well. Yeah, certainly does. Um, but a lot of times that isolation, like we were saying, it can cultivate something just a little bit more interesting. Like a lot of, a lot of things that I've come up with and, and done that I feel like are different and have separated me are, have been kind of cultivated through my own personal training on my own. Like not because I was training with someone else and like, fed off of their like ins- I don't know inspiration or whatever um yeah dude I totally agree with you that's that's super important to realize because I think that whatever I'm like rambling on but but yeah I, I just think that yeah the parkour is your own journey and you have to take those you can't be doing exactly what everyone else is doing if you want to actually stand out and everyone that's that you respect usually. All of the, our most favorite league practitioners all have a unique style and they do weird shit and that's like what makes them who they are. And only and if you only train like one certain style, then only the most beast dude of that style is the one who's going to be recognized sometimes. You know, like GUP, full of gangsters, right? But only really most people know Foskey because he's like the most gangster and he moves <laughs> that way the best maybe. You know, or I mean, you know, that's like a wild claim potentially. I don't, I don't like yeah. know GUP that well enough to like call that out. But I mean, uh, the only like, other person I can name from them is Sergio. Yeah, because he was a takeover, and he's really good too. And he edits stuff. So yeah, well, and that's something that I, I realized in like when I started minutes, training with Dylan. Actually, like I was, re- I realized that I was getting that like sucker fish mentality almost a little bit, where I was fucking. I forgot to turn my computer off. Um, <laughs> Where I was like, I was really drafting, you know, off of Dylan. I was like, man, I'm excelling in my training a lot by by training with Dylan and doing like lots of big jumps and trying to keep up with him. But at the same time, I was like, I was very aware after however long it was that I have to do whatever it is I do best if I want to stand out and if I want to have the most fun in my training. And so I still love training with everyone like Knox, Dylan, who has different style than me. But you have to find your own style and like go deep into that in order to, and so I, I know I was like, one thing that I really like to do is like those Lachey 180s. Like that was something that I was like new on. And then, so I started getting good at that. And like the dive Kongs, 
because you can't fucking dive con <laughs> luckily otherwise i wouldn't have some of that action <laughs> but i liked um i like just really getting to the to be aware of trying to explore my own training and and like you said with the solo training if you can't train alone then it's it's kind of a weird weird mentality to have like well it immediately you, reveals like kind of your inner psyche of, well, yeah, I, of why you're doing parkour if you literally can't do parkour alone you that is probably a problem you're doing it to impress people clearly yeah, i want to chime in because i haven't been talking like, much um <laughs> go ahead and it's just like if you want parkour bad enough you're gonna just you have to do it regardless of who you have around you how good they are your spots like you just gotta if you want it badly enough you're gonna work your ass off and you're gonna train you're gonna have fun and you're gonna like make it happen for like the love of it you know yeah, if you if you're just like looking for people to train with it to like make it easier for you, then like that's a problem. You shouldn't be doing that, and you're never gonna like they they're saying you're never gonna like be the greatest you could be. So yeah, look at it as an opportunity. If you live in the fucking butt fuck nowhere, or <laughs> the back ass of nowhere, as Conor McGregor might say, <laughs> like if you live in the middle of Kansas and all you have is like three or four parking lots and some like whatever, um. You can get really creative and that could be like the thing that makes sets you apart from everyone else is that you took that environment and you really adapted to it and all of a sudden you're doing like the weirdest things with just parking bumper curves, curbs and like street lamp posts and maybe you're doing a lot of tumbling and tricking and stuff because you have a lot of flat ground but I don't know, like let it shape you I'd say. If, you, if you're complaining about spots, like let it, don't, don't complain about it. Don't be like, oh, I wish I just had like a wall that was like three and a half feet tall and then like another one that was like six feet away from it and then like another one that was like ten feet from that. Then I could, like do, all, this then I could thing. do like all the stuff I ever wanted to. But um I think it, it's more freeing if you uh if you don't have that. Like those IMAX walls, if I go to IMAX one day, which I do want to, yeah. It's gonna be really hard for me to like look at those walls and not like see all the shit that's already been done on them. And like <laughs> you know, like get clouded with that, you know, it's going to be hard to really express myself how I would, how I would if I'd come to that spot, never having seen any IMAX footage in my whole life. Right. You know? So, and that's one of the reasons why I think sometimes people think that, you know, these London and, and European communities are super beasts is because they've hit these, some, these same spots, like for so long that some legendary shit goes down because people are training there a lot. Right. And so that spot gets like pushed really far. Then you get to that spot and you're like, maybe you can't even fathom that that happened there, but it's because it's your first time there or something, or, you know, it's just yeah. like, it, I think it can be overwhelming to some people and they'll, they'll come back and be like, dude, those guys are ridiculous. I can't, I saw IMAX and I think I can't believe like someone did the fucking <laughs> front over that thing. Like Pip Anderson's crazy. But again, it might just be that right. you just, you were there for the first time and actually... Well, I think that would happen to anybody. I yeah. mean, I, not to talk myself up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like there's certain things that I've done that, you know, someone would come and be like, I probably don't want to do that since this is like the first time I've been here. Yeah. Because I'm like more familiar with the spot, especially exactly. like, especially when you talk about like the gym or whatever. Yeah. Like it took me a while to get some of the stuff that I did there. It wasn't yeah. like I just went there in one day and <laughs> immediately had something. So um, I think that sometimes translates over to American wrestlers who like travel to Europe. Yeah. Um, is they go out there and it's their first time in this new environment. Yeah. And they're training with all these people who've been training 
fucking a decade in those spots, right? Yeah. And they're thinking, geez, like, I'm really behind. Um, yeah. Which, to some extent, is probably true because they've been training less time. Yeah. They might not even have as good of spots or different spots. Um, and so it's going to be kind of a culture shock in addition to, like, you know, <laughs> just the skill difference. But um, I don't know. I don't... But it's weird. But some people will come back and say the exact opposite. When they when they can really not... John Reynolds comes to mind actually yeah yeah he was like I don't know <laughs> well John was a complete legend yeah if you ask me <laughs> like he was definitely, he was one of, he was my training partner for a long time and we used to like he started night machine with me like from the beginning um, and he was a complete monster he could jump so far and just he had just had super superpowers and. <laughs> Just like mentally on point and like everything. A G, like he he did some of the biggest slashes <laughs> I've ever seen, still to date. Like yeah, and so um, he went there and was like, yeah, the yeah, I was surprised. Like the the fucking IMAX walls were pretty like close together. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they were too. like as big as like you remember you know Park Place, which yeah. is like eight or nine feet or something. Yeah, and I guess he was like, yeah, it's actually much, a little bit smaller than that, like by a foot or two. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but most for the most part, <laughs> shit, most people come back and they're like, oh shit, like yeah, a lot of people come so back big. and like, dude, IMAX is ridiculous. Like, you won't believe what's going down. You gotta like, I've like now I've taken a lot of that with a grain of salt, and I'm more I think even though I've never been there, I have a pretty good idea of how big that place is just from what's going down and like studying people's movement and just knowing like, all right, this is like about what's possible right. for um, a practitioner of this many years of this my size. Maybe not what's possible, but this is what I picture going down. And I know, I think I could tell you right now a couple of things I would be able to do on IMAX. Yeah. You know, without even having been there. Um, just because I know what I can do here. Right. But yeah, I think it's kind of funny that, but other people that will have, I think more of a tuned eye might be just like, they'll come back and say what John Reynolds said, like, oh yeah, dude, those spots are, they're the same. Like, they're just like anything else. Right. You know? <laughs> They're just, it's two walls. They're fucking like eight If I go there, I want to do something that no one's done. I want to put like a line together that no one would I want to just plyo clear and just tight drop to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the what's up. And don't roll. Yep. Is it a high drop if you roll? I don't know, dude. I don't think there's anything that you could do there that's that cool. Yeah, I, really? I can't think of a thing that hasn't been done there. Except for maybe like reverse vault speeds speed vault out or whatever yeah on the other side i don't think i've seen that or, or double dash vault, like pre Dude. double dash oh double for dash. sure con gainer to cat dong vault i actually think a con gainer to cat would be a doable thing oh yeah for sure on that setup oh on that setup if you were really really good and comfortable with con gainers what Where? i feel like people are getting them pretty good now maybe not maybe not Damn, that's fucked up maybe not maybe. i think you i think any kind of gainer rotation to cat is pretty fucked in up. a scenario where you don't have like a bar to grab. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty easy to peel out. <laughs> Maybe just catabort and drop down <laughs> to the bottom. All right, well, let's move along. That's yeah, whatever. I mean, we probably didn't put that to rest. We'll probably see more stats. We'll probably see that, more, but I don't know. Let us know what your thoughts are. If you disagree, or if you uh, agree, agree. You agree. If you agree or disagree. <laughs> if you're angry, but you agree. <laughs> then let us know but if you're happy about it and you disagree well also I mean just anytime just hit us up I don't care how you feel or whether or not you disagree we just want to hear from you send me a picture of something <laughs> I don't but, care what it is yeah 
Um, so what was the conclusion, basically? Don't bitch about it. It was bull, bullshit. Regardless if, like, well, if for it's for one, true. don't cut yourself down just because you're in America. Don't. It's not about spots or who you're training with. If you are a strong athlete and you have, like, the motivation to be good, do it. Just quit complaining about it. Second, you probably... I don't, I don't know. The community here is younger. So there's yeah. going to be just, I don't know, less experienced, like, people um, in general. Just because we got the sport later. Like, it didn't, <laughs> we didn't even know it existed um, for a while. So, I don't know. Just don't be so harsh on it. Like, this this goes for both sides of the argument. Yeah. I think this goes for Europeans who are, like, talking shit about us. Yeah. And this goes for Americans, Americans who talk shit about us. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just... Knock it off. We're all a fucking community that does parkour and jumps on stuff. It's like not necessary to yeah. put people down and say that, you know, one community is like handicapped or, you know, worse off. Dude, there's just, it gets to a point where it's just a waste. I mean, we've been doing it for a long time and they've had like the parkour versus free running discussion, and like the <laughs> fucking American European discussion going on and on and on. And it's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like you know well, we're I think it's interesting else, that like, you know? it's um, like like going back to the very beginning of that like the Spanish guys that would say like oh we, what we do is not even parkour is is interesting because like like who are you but, talking about like, who are you talking all? about first of all but second <laughs> of all it's just like parkour is like a mindset like parkour is a tool is a yeah. medium to to challenge and express yourself and that's what we're trying to do like just because I, you know, so I actually do want to integrate. I, I do want to integrate more like transitions and more lines and more, you know, less like single techniques or whatever into into my training. Just because that's kind of where I want to take it right now. But I don't think that doing just one giant thing is not doing parkour. Maybe it's not like, well, and particularly because I gravitate towards lines that I think like look like you're doing parkour anyways. Like. Yeah, it's just a big dive con, but I'm like, why you would have to do the dive con here, or you'd have to do the whatever it is here to make it. Like, I wouldn't do a front flip, maybe just for fuck's sake, but like, you would do it for it, it. It seems practical, but anyhow, doing the trick or whatever it is is still a challenge. You're still pushing yourself, and regardless of whether or not it's like a practical movement, I think it's a benefit to you, and it's a. Uh, it's just as valuable as learning the the other techniques. I don't know. Well, and I'm not even so sure that that's like <laughs> not being done in Europe as well. Yeah. Like, all the time, I'll see somebody just do one jump or <laughs> one big running jump or one big standing jump or one big fucking front flip. Yeah. Like, who's to say that that's just or one enough? big monkey plant? Wait, wait a lot. Are we talking about parkour here, or are we talking about free running? Oh my god. Which up. one does this apply to? Jesus. It applies to both. Okay, but oh. I, yeah. Well, like I, I said we before, Corey DeMyers won a Red Bull before. Uh, what? <laughs> Corey DeMyers won Red Bull last year. So he's American. Oh my god! <laughs> so that means and he's a free runner. Win. Whoever wins Red Bull is the best in the world. Yep. That's At swimming, pretty much conclusive. <laughs> okay. Do we have another topic here? Sure. Yeah. Let's 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 put that to rest for now. Jesus. Obviously, there's a lot to say, but. Really, this is just a waste of our time. We should all just be doing what we want to do, with, which is moving, right? Right, right? Here, here. Here, here. Should we just move on to questions, or you got another again, topic? Yeah, uh, do yes. you have anything? Let's move on to... I think we should not identify as American, German, European, English. I'm just a... I'm just, just a person of the world, man. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like we Deal just with happened that. to live here, dude. I just happened to. I didn't have that choice. I mean, I chose to move to Colorado, which is pretty fucking legit. But it's a lot easier to move to Colorado than it is to Europe. <laughs> I can't. I do want to travel more and like see and get a more well-rounded perspective. Um, there was something that someone mentioned in that thread was like, if you haven't fucking been to Europe and this and that, then shut the fuck up. You know what you're talking about. And guess what? I haven't been to. Well, I've been to Europe, but not since I've started doing parkour. So I don't count it, but like I haven't trained in Europe and I'm still talking. I'm well, maybe when we go over there, we can set up a competition. Maybe I'll fucking eat and my words. We can decide <laughs> whether gonna... or not we win or we lose. <laughs> maybe I'll eat my words. Maybe I'll go over there and be like, holy shit. I was wrong. <laughs> Everyone's better for every, at everything. <laughs> I suck and the spots are the biggest and best I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I don't think that's what's going to happen. All right. Dude. Shade accepted my friend request on Facebook. Dope, bro. Dude, that's so Do you know dope. how long it's been waiting? Like four years. Really? Yeah. That's funny because I requested his to be my friend like three days ago. You got it? And I'm, yeah, he just he just sent Maybe he just let them all and I was just lucky to sneak Although in. Although it was four years ago, but I feel like it was a long time ago. Maybe he just like lets it build up for like 2,000 requests and then he just sets aside. Clicks them all. All right, fanboys. Let's move on. He's a beast. He's okay. probably isolated Russians? as fuck too. By the way, yeah, Shade. Shade's he's a perfect example. With anyone he has right. a pole. He, he makes videos on a pipe that's sticking up, and that's it. There's a lot of his videos are vertical set up pipe. With just him on a tripod. So anyhow, he's, he's, he has a video called "Piece of Wall and Piece of Pipe" or "Piece of Rail" <laughs> or just "Rail Piece" or "Rail Cutoff Piece Pole." Are we going to get into fan questions, or what are we doing now? And he's a beast. I think we need to move on to that if we're going to do it. Yeah, please. Let's yeah, let's fucking do it. We got a lot of questions. I don't know. Oh, really? Let's filter them out a little bit. Let's just read through. I got and some see. on mine as well. Okay. Let's make a vote. Let's read it and then make a vote if we want to answer. We raise our hands if we want to answer it. Majority rules. Let's answer all of them, but we can do like a really brief one for one that we don't want to do. Okay. So okay. if your so question sucks, first, you're gonna get like about first question. Seconds. Tanner French finding a compromise between height and rotation while doing twisting flips. Um, Price more. Not the best like. I didn't ask for that, but however, I have experimented with it a little bit more recently since I've been working on like double folds. And what I can tell you is you just need to work on your set. Like everybody can set a little bit more. There are so many people in parkour that don't set enough. Like a lot of people cheat it by just like pulling straight to the side. Even some of the people that are really good at twisting. And just about, I don't know. A lot of trickers and gymnastics like people are better at doing that. So... Um, air on the side of waiting a little bit longer and really pulling your arms in from like a further out position. I notice a lot of people go like straight up with their arms, arm swing. You can go from more of like an outward position and bring it in, which will cause a little bit more of an intense twist. But let's move on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, don't get it twisted. The set is not just the jump up, up. People, a lot of people say like set longer and they think they just have to jump up longer. Like the set is like that point where you're jumping up but you're starting to like arch your body slightly into that rotation point before you like boom and you fire it all into like mm-hmm. you do your snap of your rotation or your twist so it's the set is not just the up the set part. yeah right. the set is not just like up it's like when you're doing a back tuck you're not just jumping straight up and then fucking grabbing your knees you're jumping up but you're kind of like you're letting your chest kind of like yeah you have to put enough power stuff, into you know? the First explosion yeah. to get all the way around, right? If, especially if you're twisting, you have to put even more. I don't yeah. know. 
I fucking not. Power and longer set and just fucking look up set. Google set. Continue. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Google. Just Google is the answer. Just Google S-E-T. Okay. Um, <laughs> another. Let's see. Eric Price. Upper body conditioning workouts. I haven't done that in four years. <laughs> Actually, Here's what I'll say. Work on calisthenics. Okay. I think a lot of people <laughs> in terms of like their upper body workouts don't think about I think people are more concerned about getting jacked and looking sexy. I yeah, think that's, that's just probably you. it. <laughs> no, no, but I think there's like more focus on lower body. Like a lot of people know, like okay, squats, deadlifts. I'm supposed to be like explosive. Um, I think you want to approach it the same way with like upper body if you're going to do it. Like you really need to be explosive. You need to be doing things that are like using a lot of different muscle groups instead of yeah. isolation exercises, um, dips pull-ups, like, doing all those for, like, really, like, quick and explosive, explosive, but also adding some weight if you get, like... Weight vest. If you start doing too many reps. Um, I don't yeah, anything do, to add, but let's... Do, do I've been experimenting with, like, planche and front lever and back lever, like, some of those gymnastics holds, and one-arm pull-ups. I'm trying to get one-arm pull-ups by basically just doing a bunch of one-arm negatives. And even though I haven't, like, made, like, a ridiculous amount of progress, I feel way stronger. My shoulders feel... I, yeah, just like Dylan said, like, do shit. Make sure you have good form. Like, lock those shoulders back and down so you're not using the wrong muscle groups. That's, I think, where people hit plateaus is they're not using their lats. They're just using, like, biceps and arms and shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Siri. Um, Shut up. But, yeah, just do a lot. Like, fucking do exactly what Dylan said. Just do a bunch of explosive climb-ups or add weight if you're already good at climb-ups or do a bunch of muscle-ups or whatever it is. I think people have this Get good at it, but work it into your... I'm work good. it into your training so that, like, it doesn't suck too much. Yeah, people <laughs> think that you have to, like, work out for, like, a really long period of time. Like, we've been doing, like, shorter workouts. You spend, like, ten minutes of doing some shit and, like, just burn your muscles out like, right. explosively and you're good to go. Weighted Next. vest pull-ups and stuff like that. Damn, wow. dude. I'm not even the guy to ask. Go ahead. You've got a bunch of fucking questions on yours, too, now. Yeah. Jesus. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Damn. Okay, well, I'm going to go for... Yeah. Should I? Go ahead. Okay. Finish yours out. Finish yours out. Lucas Demovio. At what point, if any, will performance enhancers be acceptable in parkour? Would you draw the line at an aging practitioner taking testosterone? Are our bodies actually enough for what our minds want to achieve? Dude, a lot of questions. I, I think that you're allowed to take them whenever you want. <laughs> I just I'm a huge proponent for steroids. And I just, I think that steroid use is... Yeah, I honestly don't give a thing. shit. Like, go oh for it. Oh my god. <laughs> I really no, don't. Even I don't if, give a shit, yeah. It's not like I'm competing against some dude who's taking steroids. Like, I don't know. Really even care. right now, if, if someone was taking steroids to compete, just, I'd be like, well, it's kind of funny. Like, I guess they maybe they'd win. Maybe they'd have to start doing regulation. No one's going to like... They can't even afford to do like drug testing, I don't think. Maybe in Red Bull they could. But most of the competitions, like... Also, Audit has a legit. We're, I want to take testosterone. I know that you t- uh, talked about it with me. It's not uh, testosterone. It's, it's a no, testosterone just a, like boot. It's a helps you generate it. Or what helps is it? you generate. Helps your body produce testosterone. Help, yeah, it's, it's like not a, it's t- by Onnit. It's called T Plus. Um, so like, I think that there are some supplements like protein. We were taking Rachel supplements. That shit was pretty good. Um, performance enhancers. But performance I don't know. enhancers like acceptable in parkour. I don't know if they're not acceptable. It depends like how far we're taking it. Yeah. I could care less, honestly, if somebody wants to get roided up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't uh, even necessarily add to technique. Yeah. Like, 
you could be really fucking strong and not be able to precision well and you not do well in a competition or whatever. Well, and they, like a lot of the steroids are can be damaging to joints and stuff. Um, you have to be really careful. If it's giving you a... It's rare that you're getting like a huge benefit without some cost. Something's fucking going on if you're doing weird shit with your body. Most of the time, right? Yeah. Like you can't just get like extra athleticism and with, with no benefit or cost at all. But obviously steroids work for all the, all the, lots of other sports. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone takes it. it so seriously right now that yeah. they have to take, they're trying to take steroids. Maybe there's just not enough money in parkour yet. Um, but maybe when there is a bunch, there'll have to be controversy over it. Right now, I don't think anyone cares if you take steroids. Maybe they do. I'm not going to say people should be taking it. All right. But I just don't care. This way too long. Okay. Uh, should we address the last part of that? Let's see. Our bodies actually enough what our minds want to achieve? Um, I think at a certain point, like, I probably won't want to do parkour. I think there's a lot of lessons that parkour teaches you. And, um, I don't know. Like, at a certain point, I think maybe, th- like, 40 or so, <laughs> there's a good chance that I won't even want to do parkour. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be able to still move around and do stuff, but like I, I intensely. do realize that there's probably a point when I'll want to just, like, pursue my mental ass. I don't know, just, like, want to do something Yeah, else. the movement, Have the goals are going to be very different. It's paint. Like, I'm not going to be trying to blow my own do you like mind painting? of what I've do you like painting? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys like painting? Maybe we'll be painters. <laughs> Would you stop saying paint so I like painting. With the extra my mother paint. got me a painting kit for my birthday. We could just go paint some mountains Please. and put it on Pinterest. Jeez. <laughs> Brian Prince, training to be the best versus training for the love of it. Is one better slash worse and why? Training for the best and for the love of it? I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but... Training to be the best versus... Versus training for the love of it? Yeah. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Okay. I'm saying, I I think that if you want to be the best, you can also be training for the love of it. I love parkour, but I also want to be the best at it like not against anyone else but the best version of myself at it yeah and that's one of the reasons why i like to do it so i like it i love it more when i do stuff that makes me like when i push myself and like do something i never thought i could do that's when i love it the most yeah i don't really even give a fuck when i'm doing shit i know i can do yeah so i don't know for me it's the same thing but what do you think i don't know i think it comes back to what I've talked about before as far as finding your niche in parkour, which is, I think, crucially important if you're constantly playing catch-up and trying to, like, oh, this guy did that, or this guy's passing me in this area. I like catch-up. You're just tasty. constantly trying to, you know, get up to somebody else's level. I think you're going to burn out. Um, I think the key is really finding what you enjoy within the context of parkour and pursuing that as far as you want. And in that sense... You couldn't. You could be the best at that area, but I don't think anyone. It's it's very hard to say. Oh, that guy's the best at parkour, with such a huge like. I don't know, concept for what parkour is. Such a vast expanse. It's just moving through space. Like, um, yeah. Ultimately, you just need to. <laughs> well, I agree with what Brandon says, but not Dylan. He's wrong. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. We'll talk about it later, bro. <laughs> Okay. Um, I guess I didn't answer the question, though. Well, yeah. Finish it out. Finish out your thought. 
Yeah, you fucking stopped me. All right. Um, just was really feeling. Yeah, ultimately, you should be training. I think training for the love of it is more important. And through that, you might become the best. But train for the love of what you enjoy within the context of parkour. Find your niche. Oh, now that now that you say that, I'm gonna go with you, and I don't agree with Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna actually switch over to Dylan as well. Okay, cool. All right, I agree with both of you. I, uh, I agree with both of you. And I recant my statement. Well, I, I know what he means. Like and we're all American, right? I think, so we're yeah. Winning. If you actually feel like you're not training for the love of it, then <laughs> then you shouldn't be doing Should that. Be yeah, doing training it. for the love of it. But for me, my love of parkour is that it makes me be the best. Like, better always. I'm getting, like, better at whatever it is that I'm doing. That's what I like about it. I'm evolving. I'm, like, I feel like I'm accomplishing things and just pushing myself to new levels. Um, I don't train to be the best practitioner in the world or the best in my community or best at anything now. Yeah. Yeah, next question. I think All right, Joshua Malone, who has been your biggest motivation? Myself? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But what about you? I guess, like, there's people like Jackie Chan. And fucking Ilabaka definitely gave me inspiration early on, um, but as like once I really started getting into it, I realized like it's all it all comes down to me and pushing myself that I pushing myself in the way that I want to do it. I uh, yeah, agree. Yeah, I okay, think it's, you got to do it for you. All right, Howard. Wait, Palmer. what about Knoxes? We didn't. We're just glossing over Knox. What? I don't know what the question was. Dude, okay, well, you'll get an answer then. Howard Palmer, can Dylan make a video or comment on some of the? Quote craziest lines that he does in his head, mentioned in his article. Basically, mm -hmm. what is crazy to Dylan here? Uh, Nothing that Dylan does. Probably whatever crazy. everyone tells you is crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I ever used the word crazy. Yeah, you yeah. don't think uh, well, that's crazy. what I'm saying. Like, like people tell you it's crazy, but you wouldn't really right, describe yeah. it that way. I don't think I said that in my. Well, that article, happens to everyone. Like, you're things... crazy for doing that. I'm like. Dude. Well, what I was talking about is kind of resetting, like recalibrating the way your mind thinks about certain movements. So um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll start like really high up on something and I'll consider like deeply consider doing that thing, even though if it's, even though it's like way out of my like comfort zone mm -hmm. and then I'll take my training back down to like a lower level. And then everything through for the rest of that day is kind of put into perspective. It's like going from 80 miles per hour to 60. Um, but like what I said is some of the things that I've done, were like those kind of concepts because I realized that they were possible. Um, I guess an example of that would be like the parking garage drops that I did, mm -hmm. um, where I just dropped from like one level to the next. Like that was that was just an idea that I had a long time ago that I thought, you know, maybe I could do that, and I just like worked on it and I realized that it was possible and I did it. And so there's <laughs> it's never it's never like crazy that. when you're doing it. It's only crazy when you don't have like enough information to see it right yeah well i mean it's never never crazy it's honestly. never crazy it's just like unless it either, actually is it's either it's like <laughs> i can't it's do like, it all right well, you have to put either 45 it in your pants yeah and then balance on a high wire <laughs> between like the patrona towers and do a triple backflip land on the high wire punch double front oh land on the high so wire. these are crazy things right? well, and then apply out of it into but cat, the and fucked up thing story is drop. if you really approached it you could probably cat. No, the thing is, become if a Cirque du Soleil actor, either you can that. do it or you yeah. can't, right? Yeah. And you go through the process of seeing if it's possible, and you work on all the little pieces. And if you can put it together, you put it together. If not, if it's bullshit, if it's not going to happen, it's not possible for you. Don't do it. it. Doesn't make it crazy or not. It just makes it so it's out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Just don't do it if it's not there. Um. Let's see. I think that's it for my questions here.
All right, moving on to mine then, I suppose. It seems like parkour is pretty well known and talked about in Western countries, and it's countries in South America aren't really talked about, in my opinion. Why do you think it is that way? Maybe uh, they just don't have the money to like buy a camera and make videos as easily. I don't know. Dude, that's fucking racist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Maybe there's just not enough like... Yeah, it seems I like there's said, less like, content, content out, out there. So it's like, it's yeah, I don't know. It, it might be it's that it's the trickle down effect we talked about earlier. Not trickle down, but just like sort of just that it's younger down there. Like There's as young as the United States you know, like community is, the South and or South American communities might be even younger and just less well developed. So you just see. Well, there's I've definitely seen some beast videos coming out. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, me some too. Beast I'm just saying, there, like, yeah. but there's there's just fewer of them. Yeah. And, I don't know, it just sure. takes time then, for them to catch up and have, like, bigger, strong communities, more content will come out. I don't know. I don't really know enough about it, but I think it's, if if they're not talked about as much, it's just because they're not putting as yeah, much out there. Yeah, it's just, like, they don't have content. Um, and just like us, because we haven't been putting anything That's Andrew Cavuto says hi. Who? <laughs> Who? Andrew Cavuto. Oh, Dope, dude. This little that. video was oh, yeah. so sick. Dude. Check out um, we posted I posted it on the Merm Facebook page. Um, but Andrew Cavuto's video is really dope. He's just swinging around at uh, Tempest and doing a lot of really unique stuff. So check that out for sure. It's on the Merm channel. Hashtag Merm at Merm Life. Hashtag Modern Heroes. Jake says, <laughs> "How many licks does it take to get to the center?" Wait, of the, you oh, asked? Oh. Jake Smith. Oh, how I many legs? Asked that question before. Uh, well, for his whole, say, for his, I would say one leg. I can get it in one leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can get all that inside out at that um, full look. Okay. Lucas Demovio again. Do you guys have any strategies to use that you use to grow your YouTube channel? He's not particularly good at parkour, but I do put a lot of effort into filming and editing decent videos. Um. Well. I don't know which YouTube channel he's talking about. The Mark Honestly, Mark channel? Or the... Or the his channel? What do you mean? Wait, read it again. No, know. he's talking about his channel, and oh. he wants to get, like, like a little bit more oh, exposure okay. I thought, he, I thought he meant yours and, like, ours. Oh, Just well, like well, I was your, like, ours is kind of not yeah, that good right now. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, like... <laughs> We're not a good... I feel like I'm a pretty well-established athlete, and I have, like, maybe three close to 4,000 subscribers, mm -hmm. which is a lot less than, like, a lot of yeah, people yeah, yeah. that... I don't know. But I think it, it comes down to consistency and just putting out content a lot. I don't put out a lot of content very often. Like, yeah, just every once in a while I'll put out a video. The Baker Vlogs were like the exception to that. Um, but I think putting out content like on a consistent basis is what gets subscribers. I've, I've seen it in the past. Vinny Coriel is a great example. He put out a lot of content. Mm -hmm. Like, he put out a video for a while, like, like once a week or something, which... To me, is really difficult. I don't. I don't like to do that. But yeah. that like got him a, a ton of subscribers, and it it made filming a part of his like life and the way that he approached training. So it just I don't know. He he got a lot better I at think, filming and all that. Yeah, hundred percent. You're gonna. I think generally there's no like shortcuts, and your subscription list and like whatever it is that you're trying to grow is going to be proportional to how good your content is. So if you Put continuously good content out, you're going to get more and more subscribers. If you put a bunch of shite out, <laughs> then you won't get very many. And don't have expectations, you, put, like, you know? That's always, like, a bad thing if you're just, like, 
you like make this video and you're like, yeah, this is going to get fucking all these views and then you don't. And then you just like, you well, feel like you put so much effort in that. Like the next piece of content you put out is probably not going to be the best thing you ever make. You just got to keep making stuff better and better and better and better. And then eventually right. people are just going to be like, dope. You have all those subscribers and then you're going to get fucking sponsors. You're going to have ladies like just waxing your butt <laughs> for you. What the hell? Or maybe it'd be a dude waxing your butt. Who knows? Or maybe you got no hair on your ass. Ooh, that's a good point. Maybe you just naturally. I got some on mine. <laughs> oh my we god, dude. It's not like a lot. I don't have it coming out on my back. You know what I'm <laughs> we saying? I'm trying like, to get through these questions. Really okay, quickly. okay, okay. Um, yeah, just saying know. it's around the hole a little bit. You can like share strategically <laughs> in the, like, the time of the day that you think most people are like, oh, you can look it up. I bet if you Googled YouTube subscription like growth, you'd get more information than I'd be able to tell you. All right. How in the bloody hell does someone progress acro without a gym? I did a lot of my early acro on mattresses outside. Cartwheels. I didn't grass, have mulch. any other like option. And then I had a garden tramp eventually. That mattresses. helped me a lot. But um, yeah, I just found like old mattresses and I like, learned flips on them. Mattresses, snow. I also sand. eventually got good enough at figuring out a flip that I would just try stuff on like sand or grass. Yeah. Like, I tried, like, wall flip just outside the first time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's a different strategy that you have to, like, approach it from is, which is, I think, more helpful. Because if you, if you like, all right, how am I going to figure this out without the foam pit? Like, I never use the foam pit. And one of the reasons is I purposely don't think, like, it's, it's the way I want to train because I'm never going to be really around, like, soft shit outside. Yeah. And I want to know, like, if I'm training on pads a lot, then I'm also not training Ukemi for hard surfaces. Right. So like I see it as like a double whammy when I try to learn stuff on hard ground. I'm like, not only am I learning it, but I'm learning like all the, the ways I can like not land it really. Yeah. So I think you just have to be a little more disciplined sometimes if you if you want to to learn it like acro or whatever without uh without pads. You just kinda like how can I throw it by putting one hand down or whatever it is, or how can I get more comfortable going my over my own head? Maybe there's like a whole different piece of your training that you're like, maybe I'm not explosive enough to even work this move yet. Maybe I'm just like not ready. Like you can train a Randy or a Rudy or whatever on the trampoline because if you have a trampoline, but if you don't have a trampoline or a big foam pit, then it's going to take a while for you before you're ready to train a Rudy. It'll just take longer. You just have to get really fucking good at front flips, really fucking good at front halves, really fucking good at like twisting. And then your first Randy you throw, or Rudy, you'll be able to land it. I don't, I don't know, dude. Acro is an interesting one, though. At the same time, it's like, I don't know if I would have been able to get Rudy without having a trampoline. Yeah. Like, it was just such a foreign move to, movement to me, especially, like, if I guess if I had done my research and just, like, asked people, like, hey, how do you do, like, a Rudy... Like, I wouldn't, I'd never figured it out until I, like, started doing it, and I figured out, like, that you have to be perfectly straight. Like, I couldn't figure out why I wouldn't make it, because mm -hmm. I was, like, a little bit bent up, like, I was closed at the hips, and it took me forever to figure that out, and it, it, and you can get away with it if you do a full, but the second you do a Rudy, you need to be perfectly open, uh. and so sometimes there's just those little nuances where it's, like, you're going to fuck yourself up a lot if you try to do, like, Rudy outside and you don't understand it. Well, that's what I'm saying, is you have to wait until you're ready to land it. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. You do a full, though. You're like, okay, the next step is Rudy. What the fuck? No, but that's not the next step then. I guess. It's like, all right, if I can do a full and actually land it really well, then let me do like a 450 degree turn. So I land like a little bit more 90. And yeah, that's like a little intense. Or maybe it's just a little bit more. A little bit more twist. Are you talking about front full or? Front full, yeah. Front full, yeah. So if you do a front full and you land it and like you feel really good about it, just twist a little bit more. Like, and if you, if you're like, just, I want to huck a Rudy, then like, then you can't huck one unless you have pads. But I think you can actually scale it up really, really small, even on hard ground. Not not on hard ground. That'd be kind of fucking a a lot to deal with maybe. But if you even have sand or grass around, it's like. Or mulch. Don't discredit mulch. Or mulch. good stuff. (laughs) I would say just like, you haven't met enough prerequisites if you, if you need pads. But then that what I'm saying is like the benefit of doing it on hard ground is now like if you over under or over rotate you're just gonna have more air awareness because you're like oh i know what it's like to land 90 i know what it's like to land 270 450 yeah. all these different in between that's things. fair i think but at the same time like parkour as far as like the efficient aspect is easier to to progress outside yeah just because it's like it's movement that your body was i dare say like intended to do like yeah. the efficient aspect whereas like acro is like something that we've just started to like mess with as a species i don't know like mm-hmm. it's probably it's not like in our genetic material to want to flip over your head like that's why it's so scary to do it at first um so i think in that sense like it's a little bit harder but i do see what you're saying i think i think you definitely can progress outside if you are diligent enough and you know like how to take progressions and take yeah. small steps it's just yeah it probably sucks and you might not be a chris hollingsworth type Ever. <laughs> yeah. I guess the Springs are the Springs guys are actually a great example of that. Yeah, that's true. They learned a lot of their stuff out in the just outside in the, on that <laughs> playground. Like they also hucked a lot of they, shit. Yeah, though. they definitely hucked a lot of shit and got hurt, but at the same time, like look at them now. Like, yeah. Dante is doing just fine. Dante's doing just fine throwing triple <laughs> everything, so Yeah. I don't know. I just don't even know. Alright, next question. We're at two oh seven right now. I don't even know. Two oh five. We're good. Got three left. Trying to keep the podcast at a reasonable time. Well, you're just wasting just time at this point. Well, I haven't been the one wasting time, so I have a little bit of time to waste. Okay, well, are you done wasting? <laughs> you, got some, you, got, you want to use up some more time? I have some more time waiting here. Hold on, I'm going to fart. Hold on, wait for it. You better not. Wait, I'm going to try. No, I don't want to smell just that. Hold on. I'm going to be quiet. I'm gonna We're going to move on. Oh. Travis Lee says, if you could move anywhere and train anything with the intent of adding something new to your movement skills, then where would it be? He also likes the show. Thanks, Travis. It's so fast. What did he say? Let me see. If you could move what anywhere and train anything, what would you do? I would train that inchworm maneuver. No, with the intent okay. of You're adding... not answering. Wait, Go away. See. Brandon. <laughs> um, I would move to... Actually, this is like going on, I think, right now. I'm about to go to Tampa, and I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, like I feel like I can add it wherever I'm at right now. Yeah. Maybe move. I mean, he's talking about like actually moving somewhere. Oh, moving somewhere. I think. Well, I would just move somewhere cool. Like. As far as adding it to your stuff, like. Adding something new to my movement skills. I mean, I I think Spain would be a great place to go for me personally. I, I think they're one of the better communities at linking stuff, as we talked about earlier, honestly. Oh, that makes sense. Um, But. Not because I'm not good at linking stuff, but because I, I really like some of their vaulty things. Like, they're just really, 
really proficient at using their hands. I think they're they have like really good like hand placement. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like just super good at like any kind of vault and like really fluid and linking those things. So I think that would probably be my spam would be legit for sure. I don't even know. I think if I went to like I, I UK, like I would much. just train with people that already do some of the same kind of things as me. So if I were trying to like expand, I would probably want to go to Spain. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would go to LA, I guess. Africa. <laughs> uh, Africa, yeah. I would go somewhere completely different that no one's ever like seen a video out of. Go to Africa, and I would just like start training with people there. On some completely unparkour related bullshit. <laughs> All right. Next. Iceland. Two more. Jesus. Lucas, again, building off of his first question, how do you think the advancement of technology will impact parkour, if at all? Um, so he was asking about steroids earlier. How will the discipline look when we get our first Oscar Pistorius? I don't know who Oscar Pistorius is, so I don't get that reference to you guys. Damn it. I think I know who that I mean, is, I but I recognize like the dude that shot like his a, chick. Shot his like girlfriend, right? He was a dude who was like some runner. He didn't have like his no legs or some shit, and he like just runs with fucking like bionic legs, like spirit uh, legs or some shit. Okay, 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 and he yeah. shot his super hot That's girlfriend because right. she like cheated on him. She was smoking. <laughs> Damn, was she okay or did she? No, nope, she's dead. dead. She did. Uh, well. I think it will well, be hopefully, hopefully we don't get one of those guys because I think it could be cool. Like I don't if want to kill any hot chicks. I don't know. Maybe that. <laughs> people won't like burn out all their joints so fast. Like if people like are running through their joints, like there's a lot of technology that's coming through where it's like, well, you can have a perfectly functioning knee or like you can have. So a lot of times I think you can like just train maybe longer, um, but obviously like, the body eventually decays. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would as far as bionics, though. I don't know. There are Who people knows? that believe that we don't have to worry about that already. Like, by the time our knees give out, if they are going to give out, there'll be science that's like, oh yeah, I'll get a good knee. Well, if you can afford it, I guess. But there is like, there are people like uh, that believe that the bionic revolution stuffs are are closer than you think. Personally, I welcome it. I would love to be a cyborg. <laughs> I would love to have. Just like pistons in my shins, and just like <laughs> be able to jump like sixty feet. Um, for yeah, me, like the parkour again is like not just about. It's not really about the movement, like the moves I'm doing. It's about pushing myself. So basically, the scale of things would go up if I was like a super beast. But the idea is I'm challenging myself and like expressing myself. So. Um, what will happen to parkour? As far as like, I think that question applies more to, to competition, which you know, I, I like, but I also don't really have much of an interest in. So I'm all for everything. I want to see it just get as crazy He's as possible. He's all for all. Quad twisting, triple flips on flat. Yeah. <laughs> just just like some ground. dude who just jumps up, does like that robot, that robot that like does the oh, yeah, for sure. quadruple flyaway or whatever. All right, we got one last question, and then I have to go teach. Jesus. All right, Eric Rubin, any thoughts on culminating a line in a satisfying way? Some strategies I notice are running off with a camera, ending with a flip, ending with a stuck landing, going back to the beginning, and looking down and angling away self-consciously. I also see some people experimenting with freezes. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That's awesome. That's a funny question. I think that we don't even have to answer it because it's just so funny that I'm just I'm getting enjoyment out of like knowing that that question exists. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's a decent question. I think running I made, off camera. I've personally made fun of it. Yeah, like I running off camera parkour. Literally, I was like always just running like out of frame, no matter what. Yes. Like I jumped into the lake and then I ran out and just like kept maybe running. we should just buy a camera that we can actually run off of. We can set up somewhere and get to do a step. Well, off it's of it. like funny because I like to break. I like it when Knox especially loves to break that wall and just like he'll look at the camera after everything. He lands. Yeah. <laughs> just like, do you see that shit? <laughs> but it's like, it's not like, I don't know, just do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like, that's the situation. The I'd like to see the moment, like, in the way you feel about it. Yeah. It Unless depends you're... on how... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It depends on how, like, into, like, the cinematic experience yeah, you exactly. are. Like, that's if you want it to be, like, a really, like, cinematically, like, appealing video, you'd probably want to run out of frame, but... Honestly, I, I could give a shit less. Like, I think it's silly when some people run out of frame. Like, yeah. you just did a fucking... You stood on a wall, you did a back double full, and then you ran out of frame. Like, no, you're not kidding anybody. <laughs> you're not being efficient. Yeah. Like, just might as well just stick it and be happy with that. Like, you don't have to convince somebody that it's... Like, stick it. I think stuck landings, they actually crack me up, dude. <laughs> I, like, think a stuck landing makes me laugh almost more than running out of frame. Yeah. Because, well... A stuck landing that doesn't need to be stuck. Like, you run full fucking sprint this line, and then you get to the end of this line, and it's just like a curb, but you're like, stuck it. <laughs> and it's just like, that's cool. But it also just doesn't make sense that you would even, like, want to get to that curb so badly and so stick I, it. I mean, I don't know. I get, I like, the training. it depends on concept, context. It just, yeah, like, it's, to me, to it's like, all about, like, does it need to be stuck? Because I don't like it. You know, like, there's a really famous in this... Not really famous, but in... um. Storm Circus, whatever it's called, like Volume Two, whatever it was. Storm Circus. What was it called? Like Storm Concrete Circus. Oh, the what? second one, the oh, Concrete Circus. Uh, they showed like that. There's like a really iconic for me jump where Phil Doyle jumps to like, the railing from like the top of that roof. It's like oh, three feet yeah. away, and like he just bounces off and dashes out. And it's like that's more parkour to me than sticking that rail landing. Yeah. Because sticking it shows great control, but there's no real reason to stick that thing if you're trying to go somewhere. Right. So it's like funny when people do a full sprint, like they're going really fast and then they stick something. I don't know. I think it's just, again, like you were saying, if you want to make a certain kind of video, there might dictate what you should do at the ending of your video. But otherwise, just what, what makes sense in the moment? Are you filming outside and just goofing around? I like the looking just being down. Goofy about it. The looking down and ambling away self-consciously. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely see people, I'm like, I would, you just uh, did the dopest thing and then they just kind of look. Maybe helicopter dick would be fun. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's a good one. <laughs> Just stick. You should actually make a video. Um, who is this? Eric Rubin, or we will because I'm making this concept up right now. We just do the most ridiculous shit after every every line, whatever it is. Helicopter dick. Then there's gonna be one where you like. I want to see someone put their pull dick out a kendama between, and do like another line. Put their dick in between their big toe and their like pointer toe, the longer toe. Oh my god! And just leave it in there, guys. I think we're being sexist. What whoa, about whoa. female trust? Um, big toe. And with clit between Jeez, big toe oh, no. and pointer toe. <laughs> this went full circle to shit. Yeah, that was so garbage. We started with ending. garbage and we finished with garbage. Let's get it. Let's end with a slow clap. Wait, do we get? Do it? Do we go faster after? Is it? No, it's real slow. Watch. Just the whole time. 
I want to just like. You're not even clapping, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're not even good at clapping. You should just go home. Oh, you are home. Oh, well, man. not only that, but the slow clap didn't take. That's minus 10,000 man points for trying to start a slow clap but not taking. Yeah, I feel pretty ashamed. Just so you know, um, I feel... that was a rule in, in uh, my dorm. Okay, enough of the slow clap. If you try to start a slow clap and he oh, doesn't still take... still going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you try to start and doesn't take, it's minus 1,000 man points. Damn. Well, you started... However, if you do you start, start a slow clap and everyone claps, it's plus 1,000. Okay. Because it's You know, let's, let's say that it See? was in between because Knox did... Join the slow clap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you didn't. didn't. Do. No, you have you to. It has to culminate. One? It has to culminate to a full applause. You didn't even do one. I did like three claps. So that was. But they did. Right, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> all right, make it rain. Uh, well, thanks for your questions, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all your uh, feedback, and we love you. Love we'll you. see you soon. Peace. Peace.